One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broder. We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, are you ready? Here I come to the UK. <laughs> it's about bloody time. Oh, Let's do it. no. Chris, are you going to be um, staying in London or are you going to be out at your family your family pile? Are you going to be like around and about or am I going to have to hunt you out in some like parkland monstrosity? Uh, I'll be on my private yacht, you're <laughs> moored out at Canary Wharf in central London. No, I, d- I don't know yet. I'll probably right. be staying with family, right. probably renting an for Airbnb a for a bit, and okay. maybe in London. I'll basically just be living out of a rucksack and oh, running around. Filled with lacy uh, drives and cameras and lenses and stuff. Yeah, I did. I have done one thing. You know, there's one luxury I have when I come to the UK. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> and that is, I rent a good car because right, my car okay. here is like practical, yeah. nice. So what, what? What's your what's your good car? Because I mean, most modern cars are quite boring unless you've got a Fiat Five Hundred like me and looks like a look like a cool oh. dude, <laughs> real cool. Boy dude. Racer Donaldson in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, what have I got? I've got I've got a BMW Three Series, Ooh. which you know it's nothing too glamorous. No, these days, car. yeah. I mean, I used to hate BMW drivers because in the UK they are just reckless bastards. They're the mm. ones that always try to knock you off the road. Mm. And then I got on a BMW and I was like, "Yes, power! I understand now." <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just like. I mean, that's my guilty pleasure. Uh, I never, I never BMW. understand because I'm, I'm, I'm a driver of a small car and I have no interest in cars at all. But you I'll know when you, get, you when you get behind over the, your fear in my BMW, when you get behind the wheel of a large automobile, do you, um, do you feel like a difference in power acceleration? Presumably, because I, you can only ever go as, oh, God, as yeah. the, the far as far as the speed limit will allow. So, like, um, why am I? Mm. Why, why would I be that bothered having like a more powerful car? Because presumably, you can only go as fast as the speed limit dictates anyway and in london 20 it's not just that it's the acceleration like right. you, you tap the ex- like the accelerator and you just shoot off really yeah. fast okay. sometimes too fast i remember basically there's a, there's a car company i use when i come back i'm not going to say who it is i'm not going to give them free publicity like right. we do to every other brand every episode every week <laughs> uh, but anyway you basically choose the tier of car so i choose the mid-class tier right right and they give you either a bmw an audi or a mercedes uh i think it's an s class right a, a three series or a uh audi like a four or five or six audi a six sorry so you get you get one of the good cars and i got one time i just 
you don't get to choose which one it is normally yeah and i got the mercedes and you know i'm not really a car person i've never really been that big into cars i cars that i've owned historically are very cheap very crap and very decrepit and this was like the first time i rented a car that was good and i got in it was like a brand new uh mercedes and like no sooner than had i driven out the rental place 10 minutes later i was on like a a, like a road going onto the highway and I was I hit the accelerator and the car shot off far quicker <laughs> than I had anticipated and I started yeah. driving down the road and then I saw a police car one of those guys with the like laser gun mm. and he like shot the car and he looked at his uh, his colleague in the car and like waved to him and he like hopped in and then they chased me down the road <laughs> it was like <laughs> I was like for fuck's sake of course now I'm the dickhead Mercedes driver and like they pulled me over and I was like this is really funny I've only been driving this car 10 minutes and they were like shut up and give us your driver's license there's nothing <laughs> funny about crime no <laughs> was like, right. the only the only upside is they pulled me over in a McDonald's car park so after I got fined I uh, had a Big Mac it was great <laughs> but <laughs> swings and roundabouts turn, yeah. turn every uh, obstacle into a success but uh it was it was a bit annoying but anyway that's what I'm looking forward to more right. than seeing Pete Donaldson more than seeing my family and friends yeah uh, anything like that it's driving I a BMW, drive a BMW. And listening <laughs> and listening to loud 80s music as I roar through the countryside with the windows down laughing laughing like a madman <laughs> that's basically why I go back to the UK okay that's pretty much it really that's right. it it's down I to understand. that I you, understand. trust me when you get in a good car right. you will see why people like good cars so much okay you're like well look I'll have a go. I'll have a go in it. I'll do some donuts. Beautiful. <laughs> we should. Uh, we, we're still taking ideas for what Pete and I should do yeah. in the UK. A race. I think we should go to the the old Top Gear racetrack and rent out like uh, <laughs> Aston Martins or something. And yeah, like, just speed as around. As long as, as, long as it's not, uh, as long as it's an automatic, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like. I think it'd be quite fun. I think it'd be good. <laughs> good. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to plan a wacky weekend with Connor at the moment as well because um, by sheer good luck or bad luck uh, he's over there as well ah. with uh, Joey and Gant for Gant's wedding but uh, yeah we're trying to do a wacky weekend but the the time we're doing it we, we're planning is the same time it's the Queen's Jubilee which means yes. there's lots of days off around then so and everything's Friday. fully booked and you can't do anything so we're having a Jubilee party it's kind of come, a shame. Come, and, come and enjoy our silly Jubilee uh, street party that the uh, neighbours are very into doing <laughs> we've got can I We've got we've got to beat the beat the Queen penalty competition. Uh, we'll have food. <laughs> we'll have drinks. We'll have a little bake off probably. <laughs> I'll bring Connor. We'll just film that. Yeah, exactly. What would the video be called though? You've always got to start with the title. What oh, would the title be? God, I don't know. Uh, two silly idiots. I celebrated come, the come Queen. Another silly. I celebrated the Queen. <laughs> they love the Queen out in <laughs> Japan. It'd be perfect. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've just put out a video today. Um, it's another one of these. I went in a very expensive room videos. I kind of like mixed mixed feelings on it. Right. I kind of I don't I don't necessarily like making the videos where I go in somewhere expensive and glamorous. Right. Uh especially during a cost of living crisis. But then I guess that's what people want to see and as a content creator, right? Mm. I've got to give the people what they want. 
or what, they, they, what I think they'll want. Well, I mean, who's, um, who's the most popular like YouTube? Who's that fellow who's always giving stuff away or eating a big pizza or doing squid games and all that bollocks? Like, Mr. Beast. Mr. Mr. Beast. Beast, yeah. Just give away a load of stuff. Just get hundred... Just be really... Just, just be really cynical. Just get ten quid out of, your, out of a cash machine and just go, <laughs> I'm going to give this guy ten dollars and I'm going to take thirty fucking minutes to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! That's the idea, I take down a Mr. Beast. Boom! Yeah. I'm gonna rip off Squid Gears and then say thanks very much to the creator for their inspiration. <laughs> Boom! Mr. Beast, you just got served, sunshine. <laughs> the problem I have with Mr. Beast is like he does these incredible things, right? And then it's just like he just glazes over it very quickly. Like mm. I built Squid Game, I spent f- five million dollars in real life, and then there's like a few shots of some idiots like falling over, and that's it. Yeah, and th- there was a when he did build that Squid Game uh, set and do it, the the video itself was pretty boring. It was more <laughs> like a wow, he's done it. Yes. but the really interesting video was the team that had done it for him and had built it and did all yeah. the special effects. They yeah. sort of did a behind the scenes look at it, and that was far more fascinating and far more interesting than watching <laughs> these people. I mean, it, 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 yeah, but like I don't know, I didn't come here to criticise Mr. Beast today. I did, but uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, I don't know. But I feel like he does these great things and sometimes glazes over them too fast. But then, at the end of the day, younger generations don't stick around to watch things very long these days. You've got yeah. to make things quicker and snappier. Watch time, watch time. Got to keep it down. I do worry that by the year 2030, all videos will just be 10 seconds long. And it'll be <laughs> me just going and, like, condensing a 20-minute video into, like, one very quick sentence mm. about Japan. Like, yeah, it's pretty bleak. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> when are you going to start doing twi- TikTok, Pete? Where's the, mm. the Pete TikTok channel? Yeah, where is the TikTok channel? It's just, it, it, my, the only person I know who seriously does uh, TikTok is my neighbour, um, who's a 45-year-old man who does, maybe crack on 50, who, uh, yeah, he, he just, he, he just mm. puts a lot of stuff on TikTok. He, he moves cars professionally, really nice cars. Now, better than a BMW Ooh, that you'd be renting. <laughs> like, proper, like top of the line uh, McLarens and stuff crazy stuff but uh, so he's got a TikTok worth the worth the name he could be an influencer I think hey look at this car <laughs> it's not mine <laughs> I'm just moving for some dude it's I mean that's that's kind of shocking my image of TikTok right is 14 year old person doing mm. a silly dance yes and to be honest that's not a stereotype that's generally <laughs> I think what the vast majority of, but that's pretty cool though if it's uh, if it's managed to appeal to him and what mm. he's doing but yeah. I don't know I, maybe I'm just a bit too old and like narrow minded whenever mm. some new technology or new social media comes out I'm like rubbish cods wallop <laughs> it took me ages for people to convince me to go on Instagram yes and Instagram was good for a while but now it's just TikTok but not as good have you, have, have you, are you on TikTok then? Do I need to follow you on TikTok? No, no, no. no. Somebody's on TikTok no, no, no. in my stead. Someone right. just steals my videos and uploads them. Well, there you go. But I don't mind. You know, good <laughs> publicity, you know. All good. As long as they don't make money from it, that's when I crack down <laughs> when they take the money. we got a story this week from Holly from the Gold Coast, Australia. It says, hello, Pachinko P and charismatic Chris. A few podcast episodes ago, you talked about how safe Japan is for solo female travellers. So I wanted to tell you this story of a fateful night out in Fukuoka in March 2020. Uh, I was in Japan on holiday as COVID was taking hold and I thought I would enjoy probably the last Sunday night out. So I ventured out into downtown Fukuoka on my own. A couple of strong zeros already behind me. 
I enter a small bar on the second floor of a building where I had a further two Moscow mules. Good choice. My drink of mm. choice. Good one. Well done. Well done, Holly. <laughs> Out in the elevator, a group of Japanese people who saw me and excitedly asked, are you coming to Happy Cock? <laughs> oh God, that's not a question you want to hear on a night out. After realising there was a nightclub called Yes Happy Cock on the upper floors of the building, <laughs> I said sure and joined the group. My first mistake came at the entrance, where entry to the club required you to purchase a Nomi Hordai package, uh, or you can drink package. Always dangerous. I proceeded to the bar and ordered my first of many Long Island iced teas. Oof, very dangerous, dangerous. drink indeed. Mistake number two. Speaking in my broken Japanese to the girls and the bartenders around me, one bartender was particularly impressed and gave me three rounds of free fireball shots. How are you not dead at this point <laughs> in the story? This is insane. Next thing I know, I'm being woken up by a very lovely Japanese woman with my face hung over a toilet bowl. She then ushers me downstairs and hails me a taxi to get home. The taxi, however, can't take me all the way home as my hostel was on a one-way street. So I got out 100 metres from my hostel and pay him, feeling suddenly very sick again. I sat down next to a uh, bit of garden, close to vomiting. I'll be okay. I just need to sit here for a moment and collect myself. That moment would turn out to be four and a half hours asleep on the sidewalk in the rain. I had my passport, phone, credit card, everything, and not a thing went missing. I had the worst hangover of my life, but it just reconfirmed to me how safe Japan really is when you can fall asleep in the rain with your worldly possessions upon you and not so much as be touched. I hope to return for another solo trip in solo trip, sorry, in August to Hokkaido, but no more Nomi Hordai, all you can drink for me. Uh, all the best, guys. Holly from Gold Coast, Australia. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's quite common, isn't it? The whole laying down the street just being catastrophically drunk. Mm. We talk about this on, like, the Shibuya Meltdown uh, Twitch, which is really amazing. Check it out. Pretty funny. People just do it all the time. Mm. And, yeah, Japan is safe in that regard. And, yes, this was a happy, nice story albeit a drunken story but like you know the bars still are a bit dodgy at times be very careful if you're going to um, Kabukicho and Rapongi. I've just made a video on this talking about it I had a horrific story on this podcast I think about a year or two ago and I basically built the video around that um, a girl called Lucy who came here with her husband on a honeymoon and they were lured into a bar in Kabukicho nightlife district and drugged and all their money was like taken they took six thousand dollars off their credit cards mm. i don't know what the hell they must have had at this bar like clearly they were robbed blind but the worst bit of the story is they they were drugged and uh mm. she lucy like vividly recalls like looking over at her husband who's just have the like kissing this hostess girl or the hostess girl is kissing him mm. and it all it's all not how you want to spend your honeymoon so, no probably not yeah. a, bleak, the, a bleak story but the, obviously you know it's uh, rare I, I think yeah and, and um, I, I think uh, Americans will certainly be uh, astonished at how um, 
how overserved you can be in bars pretty much elsewhere around the world in America they really don't uh, allow you to become that pissed in most places they have they have rules where really? they don't well, yeah well they, they you know most most restaurants most um, bars won't won't serve a, a, an openly drunken person but uh, obviously that that's not the case everywhere <laughs> but certainly uh, in, in Britain in uh, in Japan uh, they'll happily just get you absolutely fucking tacked up like you wouldn't believe um, and then you're just on the floor outside outside uh, Absolutely done in. Yeah, certainly not a factor in the UK. And, <laughs> and, and nomi hodai is a dangerous thing, or you can drink. I think mm. the reason it works so well in Japan is people don't need a lot of drinks to sort of become inebriated. Yeah, uh, they, they you know two beers and already people are on their way here. So mm. nomi hodai works for that. It'd be very dangerous to implement an all you can drink system yes. in the UK. Yeah, like that would be the end of the UK economy but uh, yeah remember to be safe though but that's a a nice story and you know Japan is very safe to travel around as a solo traveller uh, in general I think it's one of the best mm. countries to travel um, so yeah well done Holly and please please be careful on your, your trip to Hokkaido don't do that again no. what we got though in the news this week Pete what's going on what's going down in Japan. Well, we've been talking about this for a very, 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 very long time. Japan potentially, possibly, hopefully opening up for uh, for tourists. And, yeah, so at the beginning of March, Japan uh, had been capping overseas entries into the country at 5,000 people per day. Now, we're talking, like, people with visas, students, uh, people who have jobs out there, people who have a business interest, and they've got all of their papers in, in place. So this doesn't actually technically mean that it's going to change for the better for your general mm. off-the-peg tourist. But according to uh, National Broadcaster NHK, the Japanese government is considering raising the entry limit per day to 20,000 people, all kicking off in... Uh, in June it will vary from uh, country to country depending on what everyone's infection rate is etc uh, and also favourable analysis of the new cases of coronavirus infection uh, that happened during uh, Golden Week uh, that took place last month they've not had actually had time to look at the data yet um, but uh, Fumio Kishida mm. the uh, Prime Minister uh, made comments uh, hopefully uh, the, the, the Japan will open up in, in June uh, it would I mean obviously it's going to put a massive strain on, on everything uh, you don't need you're not going to need a um, PCR test on arrival either uh, which is obviously something that slows that. up your entry into the country and stuff but uh, no statement is made as to whether this 10,000 people coming into the country is going to include tourists or just academic travellers or business travellers mm. either way an increase would be a step in the right direction but it sounds very much like it's not going to be as open as the noises that um, Fumio Kishida made last 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 month I think it might be um, a little bit it later all, than that it all hangs basically on an election I think in July yeah. The, yeah. Um, the, the ruling party's got an election it's funny like you hear these entry limits oh 20,000 people but like it used to be 2 million people a month not yes. 20,000 yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. got a long way to go but I don't know I've, I've been saying summer I'm keeping it I'm just saying <laughs> summer time yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Japan's going to reopen I bloody hope <laughs> so because I feel like I've had like one arm tied behind my back the last sort of two years on yeah. abroad in Japan one of the biggest things I talk about is travel Japan right and yes. tourism and I can't do that because no one can come in and I'm at breaking point I've run out of, I've run out of ideas now I've yeah. the same videos all over again I have to <laughs> go through my portfolio and just be like right I'm doing it all over again from scratch in 4k but like I honestly 
it's good. Things are changing. Things are looking good. I did see when the Prime Minister was in the UK, he sort of said he wants to make Japan's entry regulations uh, close to that of the G7 nations. And so far as I know, all G7 nations are fine. You can wander in, right? You can go in. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Without worrying. As far as I know, there's no tests I've got to do when I turn up to the UK in a mm. few days' time. I just rock up, get in the BMW and drive <laughs> off into the sunset listening to Duran Duran. It's going to be magical. But, uh, of course, as always, guys, we'll keep you posted. The moment, the minute, the second yeah. that they say Japan is opening on this day, on this week, you will be the first to know. And I'll make a big song and dance about it. But uh, <laughs> it looks like things are finally happening. And quite a lot of people have already started booking flights that I know. Um, so have you booked your flight, Pete? You booked two no, flights. You ready to no, go? Don't trust them. Don't trust them. Going to be rubbish. It's gonna, don't trust them. They're going to let us down. It's, <laughs> it might. They might be, but it's it's free to change it, isn't it? And yeah. also, when they do open, the uh, the flight prices might rock it up. Why not take advantage of the cheap prices now? <laughs> yeah. Let's see what I can do. I. Uh, I don't even know if you can fly to Japan direct anymore. Say so that kind of sucks. No. Well, certainly not from Europe. Uh, so that takes some of the magic out of proceedings. Well, you, can fly, America, you can fly from. You, you, you can fly from. Uh, I mean, you can obviously fly from Frankfurt. You can fly from Finland, can't you? But you got to get there first from, from from England. Europe, you can you can definitely fly there, can't you? Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm transiting through um, through Germany, as I said. Like yeah. lucky. Lucky Germans getting a fly direct. Lucky I hate Germans. changing flights. <laughs> I, I hate flights. It's nice. Go and have a, the doctor. Go and have a sausage. <laughs> go and have a sausage. <laughs> go and have a sausage. All right, I'll do that. Jet lag sitting have in, a, a curry in a lounge. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I uh, I went to the doctor, the ear doctor today though, and uh, yes. fortunately my uh, my ear has healed. Yay! So well it shouldn't explode halfway through the plane. But imagine <laughs> like taking off your eardrum bursts, and then for fifteen hours as you fly over Mongolia, China, Kazakhstan, whatever, <laughs> you're just sitting there in pain. But yeah, I think it'll be good. I think <laughs> there's also Wi-Fi on the plane, so there's no escape Whoa. anymore. No excuse not to create. While you're out there Exactly <laughs> Going to do some work Except I definitely won't uh, We'll be back in a moment guys With the fax machine And your comments, stories And questions A lot can happen in the next three years Like a chatbot may be your new best friend But what won't change? Needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans Are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a message for, oh, where's me bloody sheet gone? My sheet's gone, Chris. Oh, <laughs> down. What, a little, what a silly little goose. I've got it, I've got it. Yes, if you would like to get in touch uh, with the show, I'm filling what is it loads of the document, <laughs> the iCloud system. Uh, if you'd like to uh, get an email in, abrodgeman at gmail.com. And these pit, oh, no, 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 abrodgeman at, no, abrodgemanpodcast at gmail.com. Here's the message. You're Hello, Stone Cold, Chris Broad, and Pete the Rock Johnson. My name is Adam from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I had a question about tabletop RPGs. You know us, we're real tabletop RPG monsters aren't we here in the west we've seen an explosion in popularity of Dungeons and Dragons but I was wondering if you'd seen a rise in popularity in Japan of Dungeons and Dragons Japan and Dungeons and Dragons have a wonderful day Adam have you seen many kind of like board games and RPG kind of improvements there surely is not enough room for figurines and and, and, and little desktop uh, you know RPGs I love the way you said drunkards and dragons there. Drunkards and dragons. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Pete Donaldson version of Dungeons and Dragons. And drunkards and dragons. dragons. Yeah. It's the uh, <laughs> Holly from Australia. It's a night out in Fukuoka. Turned into a tabletop <laughs> RPG. I haven't seen a rise in popularity, no. And I don't really know that many people play it. It's certainly not as big a thing here as it is back home. Like, I remember, you know, going around the UK, down the streets, there used to be, like, folks playing Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Yes. In those shops, right? Yes. Um, Yes, workshop. I don't know if they still exist, but... They do. Yeah, no, it's not really a thing here. It's not really a thing. Maybe we should bring... We've got the arcades that kind of make up for it, right? People playing pachinko, people playing uh, in arcade games and different machines and things there. That's kind of what they do here instead of... Dungeons yeah. and but you'd think that you'd, you'd think that it would be quite popular. But then I don't know. Like, games seem to be such a solitary, uh, such a solitary sort of uh, undertaking in, in Japan. Maybe that's got something to do with it. Mm. Yeah. Life is a game. Okay, I want to play Drunkards and Dragons now. What would that entail? Can we copyright that? Can we take it. Would we get done by waving around a sword, pissed out of his mind? Yeah, I don't know really. <laughs> oh, riding a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we got one from un. Uh, oh, you you bade. Uh, hi Chris Pete, my name's Ubaid, and I'm reaching out from London. I've got my first GC 
SE tomorrow, uh, and all these exams got me curious about how students are examined in Japan. As you were an English teacher, Chris, I expect you would have encountered exams at some point while teaching. How do they compare to exams in the UK? Keep up the good work. All the best, Ubaid. Um, uh, how do they compare? I don't know, really. I, I was I was rubbish. When the students had to do exams and anything relating to an exam, I just sort of ran off to the staff room and did nothing um, <laughs> it was great I loved it when the students did exams because it made me redundant and the whole like all six classes of every year would do exams at any given time and it'd be like a two week holiday for me I could just sit in the staff room <laughs> that's my knowledge of Japan's exams I know that um, I don't really yeah I don't know I don't really know what the difference is they are pretty much the same there's a lot more rote learning in Japan I feel like creativity and I don't know what's the word I'm looking for I feel like there's a lot more rote learning it's more like just learning things over and over repetitively rather than sort of being creative or I don't know original (laughs) maybe I'm making up I don't know but I don't think that's an exam that's a learning method teaching method no honestly unfortunately I'm um, not the guy there all I know is do your best on those GCSE exams get all A's and you get into Oxford Brooks the uh, (laughs) as discussed last week (laughs) I don't know do you remember your GCSE exams Pete? Uh, I kind of remembered god was it would that have been 1997 yeah I think it probably was 1997 I think I did mine which is the same I remember I did my IT exam very poorly because uh, (laughs) I'd went out and bought the Radiohead album OK computer on that day Um, so I spent all my time listening to that when I should have really been doing final preparations for it yeah I think I did alright I didn't find them they are needlessly stressful and they spread over like mm. is it a month where you've just got a lot of fucking bloody admin to do and you've got like you just constantly it, it's it's such a I don't know why um, I don't know why I, I mean I don't think teachers are that into it but I don't know why we sort of put so much onus on these bloody GCSEs because you're fucking 16 I Jesus agree, Christ yeah. I mean it's crazy um but uh, yeah, I, I I I didn't enjoy them. Didn't particularly uh, g- take to them. But I did get a, a, an A star in religious studies. So you know me, Pete. What? You know me, Chris. I'm uh, super religious. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get an A star in religious studies? I don't bloody know. Did you bribe the teacher? It's all it's all bloody stories, isn't it? It's all uh, especially when you go to Catholic school. <laughs> they don't say, they don't tell you about the Muslims or the Hindus or anything or the Sikhs. They just tell you about you know transubstantiation and see. Are Philippine or that shit? <laughs> yeah. I I don't remember. I I know, I know what you mean though. I mean, I still have nightmares, right? I think I had a nightmare just a couple of days ago that I yeah. was preparing for my exams. I can't remember if they were GCSE exams or A levels, but it was something important. And yeah, I just, I used to hate exams. Very stressful. Very un like not fun. I did okay generally. I think I got like a A. I think I got an A star in history. Yeah, and. It was because I had a really great teacher, and all the subjects I did poorly in, often the teacher was rubbish. Oh, and blame the it teacher! It really does hinge. Unbelievable. Well, I, I'm <laughs> blaming the teacher. Um, <laughs> the, the, although I maybe I've got to be careful there, depending on how my Japanese students performed. But uh, <laughs> given on my teaching, but like, you know, I think it really does hinge on the teacher, doesn't it? And yeah. I still feel like the way education systems work are very outdated and rubbish yeah. I when I was learning Japanese I was able to do in one year 
what would have taken me like five years in a classroom uh just because i use like the ipad i use lots of like new technology uh an ipad (laughs) i'd won in a competition to basically use japan to basically learn japanese and i you know i looked into what were the most effective ways to study japanese Mm. uh and it turns out they were all completely different from how they teach Japanese in the classroom and whatnot. So, yeah, I really don't like the, the education system. I think it's very outdated. I think every student should be given an iPad or a tablet that's cheaper than that. And all the classes should be delivered via a tablet, uh, like video, like a video you watch or something. And then you get to play like an interactive game. And then the <laughs> teacher's still there in the room. And they're there to facilitate debate and conversation and sort of have like a you know, an interesting debate and sort of show that you've learned what you've just been studying. But like, I think that's the future. Get an iPad for everyone. <laughs> Get an Pretty iPad to show future, you if you have an analytical iPads, mind. Isn't it? I have an analytical Do mind it. and I've got a tablet with 16 gigabytes of memory. I'm done. I'm sorted. <laughs> I'm complete. Make it happen. Future yep. of teaching. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we've got one here from the Netherlands. Over to you, Pete. Uh, my name is Julike, I think. Uh, Julike. Uh, and I am... Oh, Julie's fine, uh, says uh, Julike. Uh, and I'm a long-time fan of the podcast. Like many others, my question concerns food. Specifically, Japanese food outside of Japan. As a recent graduate with some student debt, it's not the cars for me to visit Japan anytime soon. However, I really want to try some proper Japanese food after hearing you guys praise it over and over. I'm not going to show whether you've talked about this before, but I was wondering what your experiences are with uh, Japanese food, food served in restaurants outside of Japan is there a large difference in quality or does it depend on the place also could you recommend any Japanese restaurants in London that'd be great Julique or Julique Julique maybe Julique actually Julique uh, from the Netherlands thank you very much for your message Julie half the question was just Pete debating yeah. the pronunciation it's got to be Julique hasn't it Julique <laughs> unless there be a Q there I don't know I don't, oh yeah. I don't bloody know sorry sorry Julie love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know? I mean, you're the guy who lives near London and lived in London for a long time. Do you know any good Japanese restaurants? The only one I know is Ingawa, which is the the wagyu restaurant where yes. every like course that they have had some sort of wagyu in it, which was just perfect. You had like rice with wagyu mixed in. You had like wagyu steak. You had wagyu. You know, I'm, I'm running get, out of ways. Hard to get to wagyu, to eat wagyu But they they sort of give you like. Um, those bento boxes with like a lot of different sort of flavours in. I mean, yeah. that is that is the gold standard, I think, for 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 London's Japanese uh, food. Um, there's a little. Uh you can have like a little lunch on the corner of Chinatown. I forget the name. It's a big green wooden building, um, and you know, you know, you know what it might be. Tokyo Diner. Is it Tokyo Diner? The one on this corner, but it's like got um, possibly one of those proper like press the button slidey door sort of things that you don't necessarily see in, in the West all that often. Door. And I was like, oh, this is authentic, isn't it? Um, but uh, you recommended Sakana Te. I thought that was a really nice sushi restaurant, but sushi only, and they're quite uh, they're quite surly in there, let's say. But uh, if you're willing to sort of go through it and not have amazing service, uh, it's it's a hell of a meal Sakanate <laughs> you uh, Sakanate not Sakana alright Sakana I'm westernising it mate Sakana <laughs> Sakana I remember I, when I lived in Sakata for all those years Sakata my yeah my family were like are you going off to Sakata and I'd be like Sakata god damn it Sakata. Neil Sakata and uh, Sakata isn't it <laughs> well, I can hardly tell I still pronounce like I still like screw up all the Japanese places like you know, Osaka, I'm like, Osaka. Yeah. Osaka, isn't it? And uh, Kobe, I'm like, Kobe, Kobe, let's go to Kobe. And like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm as gill as anyone. <laughs> but it's Sakana. Sakana, I tell you, not Sakana. <laughs> uh, what was the question, though? Uh, 
good is rest- there a large difference in quality or does yeah. it depend on the place uh, what I, what were your experience with Japanese food served in restaurants outside Japan mm. you know it's a mixed bag isn't it like the, the general Japanese cheap diners I, I do find that the problem is with Japanese food for whatever reason is to get good Japanese food you've got to pay a hefty price for it all the restaurants Pete and I just reeled off whether it's Sakana Te or Ingawa uh, you know these are places that are kind of pricey yeah. and they're good it's like an authentic experience places like Wagamama's Yosushi uh, pricey the, actually the most reasonably priced good Japanese food restaurant chain that I know outside Japan is Shoryu Shoryu uh, Ramen yes uh, they're a chain in London you've probably had it before right Pete um, You've had it, right? Uh, yes, yeah, I think I have, yeah. I, I, it's one of the many... It's, it's a ramen sort of thing. Is it more ramen-y yeah, sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Like tonkotsu pork broth ramen. Right. And they nailed it. They, they've done it. They've done it like justice. The guy that owns it, he's from Hakata in Fukuoka mm. originally. And uh, yeah, they've done a really good job there. So you get a bowl of ramen there for like £10, like $12, and it is like the real thing. Uh, so that's my advice if you're in London obviously if you're in North America you've got a lot more options because there's a lot more Japanese people there and uh, yeah I find Asian cuisine Japanese cuisine in in general is uh, way more prevalent in North America and better the first the first Japanese food I ever had was in Vancouver and it was tempura Ah. and that is why I came to Japan once I tasted that <laughs> I was that, like please. this is it this is the future of food just batter everything batter the vegetables <laughs> batter the chicken batter the fish job done keep the stories questions comments coming in guys to abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com next time that we do the podcast in the next episode I will be with Pete Donaldson that's yeah. really creepy together at last <laughs> in a room this is it's kind of trippy though it doesn't it still doesn't feel like this is a thing that's going to happen to see you or to be in the UK or to not be here like I've forgotten just it's, it's going to be really weird mm. I hope the UK is as good as I remember or, how many, how is many, it good is it good many, no it's not it's terrible how many um, oh, how many uh, how many years has it been since we've been together doing podcasts together uh, 20 uh, well you were actually the last friend I ever saw who visited Aww. Japan you were here in like February or March 2020 uh, for the snow, <laughs> Sapporo Snow Festival right okay. and then you went and then Japan shut and that's what it's been like I ever see. since so right. yeah it would have been like February 2020 yeah. so yeah. two years and sort of six months oy so oy. yeah you're going to notice that I'm a little bit fatter, uh, a little bit rounder. <laughs> me, too, me too, mate. Um, but hopefully the next time you meet me, after this, I'll be thin again. It'll be magic. Right, okay. Uh, you'll see. But for now, guys, <laughs> he doesn't sound overly convinced. But for now, guys, have yourself a great week. And uh, yeah, see you next week in the next episode when I'm in the UK. If I get to the UK. Touch wood. Have a good one, guys. Bye for now. Bye. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 